Hey guys, just before we get started, I wanted to kind of put a swear warning because I realize I do in fact swear a lot and I just kind of want to make sure if any kitties are listening that uh, you should probably stop now if unless you're a mature child. And also I'd like to say, uh, sorry mom, <laughs> let's get started with the episode. Hey guys, welcome back to the Long May She Rain podcast. I'm Aiden, I'm your host for this podcast. Alright guys, we have a fun topic today and we've got some even funner guests. You guys know them, you know Lindsay and Julia, but guess what, they're here together. It's the dynamic duo. Say hi guys. <laughs> uh, how are you guys? Uh, Lindsay, if you want to go first. <laughs> um, pretty good. Work is actually going by pretty fast these couple of weeks, so that's good. And I turned 20 in less than a month, so. Yay! All right, Julia, how are you? <laughs> I'm all right. I mean, no different no different than usual, pretty much. How the we... weather's fucking gorgeous, so that's nice. That's good. How, how are we feeling about uh, Biden being the 46th president of the United States? <laughs> I mean, bro, just <laughs> thankful that it's not Donald Trump. I mean, I don't even live in the States. I've never even been to the States, and the amount of election stress that I had. I know, Dude, right? me too! I don't, I've been to the States once because I went to Florida, and I have been watching this election like I watched Supernatural. It was like every hour I'm checking. I'm like, come on, Biden. Come on, Biden. <laughs> yeah. I love Canadian stress. The opposite. Problems. When I'm stressed about something, I refuse to check it. <laughs> Can't relate to that because I'm a dumbass. Like, so... The way that I found out Joe Biden won was via Jason Momoa's Instagram. <laughs> I found out from Delaney, and we had, like, Delaney texted me, and she's like, yo, Biden won, and I'm like, oh, shit. Well, that... The women will have to fight for their rights. Yay! Ooh, all right. Okay, so let's get into today's topic at hand. Today we are talking about Pocahontas. Now, I'm sure you guys probably know exactly who Pocahontas is, you know, from the Disney movie from the 90s. Absolutely. Uh, but obviously that Disney movie is a little uh, skewed on actual history. Like, what do you guys think of when you think of Pocahontas? Lindsay, you can go first. The raccoon. <laughs> you think of the raccoon. If we're being on the talking tree, that was actually pretty scary. All right, uh, Julia, what do you think of when you think of the name Pocahontas? Her fucking gorgeous hair. <laughs> All right, oh, well. That that dress. Yeah. Paint with all the colors of the wind, you know. All right, uh, well, let's, we'll get into her real story, so let's get into it. Alright, so Pocahontas was born probably in 1595 or 1596, we're not really sure, um, and she was born in the modern state of Virginia to uh, this dude named Chief Powhatan. Now, uh, Pocahontas, believe it or not, here's the first shocker of the episode, was actually not her given name. What is it? Uh, so her actual name was uh, Matoka. Uh, but I'm going to call her Pocahontas for the episode because, you know, that's just how she's better known. I really hope I don't offend any uh, Native American people who are listening to this. But I, I just think it would be simpler for Lindsay and Julia for us to just call her Pocahontas the whole time. 
I was going to say, did they call her Pocahontas just because it'd be easier to pronounce like they do with a lot of names? Uh, no, Matoka is relatively easy to pronounce. We'll, we'll get into why she's called Pocahontas in a second. Um, okay, so obviously we don't know her birthday. Uh, so I actually wanted to talk about Pocahontas' mother for a second because, oh boy, researching uh, what was up with Pocahontas' mother was not fun. Um, uh, first, I want everyone to suspend Western ideas about monogamy, like one, two people getting married, because it's very likely that Pocahontas' mom was one of her father's many wives from a different tribe. Just like Trainwreck, monogamy is not realistic. Yes. Now, um, according to what I read, it was normal that when one of the chief's wives gave birth, she would be sent back to her village and then supported by the chief until she was able to find another husband. But uh, despite this, nothing is ever mentioned about her mother ever going back to her village. So it's generally thought that Pocahontas' mom might have died in childbirth, and that's why we don't know anything about her, which makes a lot of sense to me. And I imagine it probably would have been pretty tough for her to grow up without a mom. Yeah. I mean, probably, because her mom wasn't there to show her the ropes, you know? Yeah. All right, uh, let's talk about her tribe and her dad for a second, because I think they're actually really interesting. So, uh, Chief Powhatan was actually a really cool dude. Uh, He was this uh, leader of, like, a confederacy of Native American tribes, uh called the, oh, okay, I wrote this out phonetically so that I wouldn't mess up the pronunciation of what the Confederacy was called. It was called Tensenkomaka. Tensenkomaka? That's what I'm going with. I I think that's right. Um, And it consisted of nearly uh, 30 tribes that encompassed, I'm sorry, uh, 10,000 miles from the banks of the James River and north of the Potomac River and from the Atlantic Ocean west to the rolling hills of Piedmont, which it <laughs> in simple terms it was rather large i'll have to show you guys a map later of how big it was but it's like a pretty impressive little confederacy mm-hmm. now uh their camps were heavily fortified like don't make any mistake these people were well organized uh they had farmlands and tons of people like <laughs> racist english colonists were not reporting on how like, well-organized these people were. It was essentially, like, a mini-empire, and all these people were connected by the common language that they all spoke, which was uh, Eastern Algonquin. Uh, uh, speaking of Pocahontas's, uh tribe, let's actually uh, get into her childhood being raised by her tribe, because I think her culture is, like, endlessly fascinating. Um... Her tribe is referred to as the Powhatan tribe, which is why her father is known as Chief Powhatan, even though that's not actually his name. His name is very long, and I don't want to butcher it, so I'm just... No. Um, A really late warning, sorry we don't know how to pronounce, because school decided not to teach us this. Yeah. Uh, Now, like I said before, they lived in Virginia, in the Virginia area on the coast, and uh, their clothing consisted of knee-length fringe skirts for women and a loincloth, like, type thing for men. Uh, They would generally wear leggings in the winter to keep themselves uh, warm. Uh, They also had these cool deerskin moccasins, like, I looked up, like their like craftsmanship and it's like gorgeous uh also shirts were not a mandatory thing in fact girls actually didn't wear them until they hit puberty in a lot of cases protect the city yes um i also 
I also read the uh, I also read they wore these cool like head beaded headbands that they would make themselves with like a feather on the back and they had uh these special uh, paint designs that they would wear on their bodies for special occasions um right. <laughs> so they knew how to party yes but I'm hearing yes absolutely they knew how to party um their diet their diet generally consisted of uh, corn, beans, and squash. They also grew uh, pumpkin and tobacco, which I thought was interesting. Um, they also ate uh, fish and game like deer, since it was readily available. And they would live in these uh, log houses that were apparently like light and easy to disassemble. So if they had to move somewhere like really quickly, they'd be able to. Um, the inside would have been decorated with, like, furs for them to sleep on, which, like, sounds, like, really cozy with, like, a nice fire in the middle. Um, <coughs> sorry, what was that? I just said, oh, I have a question. Yeah. About the corn squash beans. Yeah, go ahead. Didn't they have a specific name? I think I remember learning in school they were called, like, the Three Sisters or something. Yeah, that is correct. That, that, good, good job, you remember. <laughs> Um, now, I actually read that they found evidence of one of these, like, cool log houses near where the town of Jamestown used to be, and it may have belonged to Pocahontas' Pocahontas's father, which I think is really cool. Uh, uh, Alright, now let's get into Pocahontas' like, actual childhood and the arrival of the English. Now, now that we got all of that context out of the way... Uh, you know, I'd normally talk about my topic's education, but the thing is, Pocahontas' edu- uh, education as a child would have been a bit different from the women I normally talk about. Now, she would have likely grown up in her mother's village, which would have been the custom, and uh, since the Powhatan people didn't have traditional schools like we have, and no written language, Pocahontas would have uh, would have grown up learning uh, by watching the adults in her village do things. Uh, she would have gathered fire, firewood and helped prepare meals at the cooking circle. She helped roast meat, prepare stews from the meat and vegetables they had. Uh, she learned how to plant corn, beans, and squash, uh, gather roots and nuts and berries. Uh, she learned how to make clay pots for cooking and make twine from natural plant fibers, uh, tan animal skins, and all of this stuff that she's learning would have taught her responsibility and community and just, like, all the things that she would have needed to know to be, like, a good person and stuff like that. And, and I mean, hey, even the daughter of a chief had to work hard. No exceptions. <laughs> Everybody's got to do their fair share. Exactly. That, that is the, at the core of their beliefs. Now, I mean, that's a pretty good belief, that way nobody is just lazy all the time. Yeah, exactly. Mm-hmm. Now, even though Pocahontas was, like, a hard worker, she was actually well-known for being a silly kid. Uh, she could often be found playing with the other children and doing cartwheels all around the camp. And uh, she was described as being a cheery and silly little kid, which is actually where she got her name Pocahontas. It's a nickname, actually, and I believe it means uh, ill-behaved child. <laughs> <laughs> Put on my bucket list to learn how to do a cartwheel with Pocahontas. Yeah. I can suck at cartwheels. Yeah, they're so hard. Overall, it's just awful. Like, I can't do it. Yeah, no, me neither. 
Now, uh, before we move on to the, to the next topic about her, I want to talk about what she looked like because we only have one engraving that was ever made while she was still alive of her. And in this engraving, I'll have to show it to you guys later, but it has like, she has very European features in it and she's dressed in European clothing. Shocker. Yeah, shocker. Um, and we don't really have any descriptions of what she looked like, so I tried to look up, like, what her people, like, generally look like. Uh, she most likely had dark black hair, uh, medium tan skin, and brown eyes. I also read she might have had tribal tattoos. I'm not sure how true that is. Um, but that's pretty much all we know about her true appearance, because, uh, white contemporaries worked very fucking hard to erase the fact that she was indigenous. Oh, that pisses me off so much. Like, don't try to make Classic a movie about white an indigenous woman and then make her white. <laughs> Stop freaking whitewashing the media. Like, it's fucking bullshit. PSA, Jesus wasn't white. <laughs> PSA, I actually didn't know that for the longest time. I thought he was because everything's being Well, me too, Yeah. <laughs> All right, we're, we are going to move on. Okay, so at about the age of uh, 8 or 10, Pocahontas was taken back to her father's village to live with her father. And this would have been, like, a bit of a different dynamic for her living with her father and, like, all these half-siblings she had. Um, and she had a lot of them because her dad got around. Um, <laughs> I'm sorry, that was a bad Look, joke. Like I said in the last podcast, fuck boys everywhere. <laughs> Well, to be fair, he was actually married to a lot of these women, so. Um, That's still a fuckboy. <laughs> a little bit. Now, <laughs> the good news is that it did not take Pocahontas a long time to adjust. She actually fit in perfectly with her very large extended family. Uh, she quickly became her father's favorite child because of her cheery personality. And, uh, so, sorry, what was that? I said can't relate to that. <laughs> yeah, that worked for me. Uh, now that she was a bit older, she was able to do a few more things in her village, uh, such as scraping and tanning deer hide. Uh, she would go canoeing with some of the other women in the village uh, into marshes to collect reeds. And she'd use the reeds to make these like special mats that they'd put in houses uh, on, or on the beds or even on the ground to sit on. And she was apparently very good at it. Um, unfortunately, the Powhatan's tribe way of life would not last much longer because guess what? White people! No! <laughs> no! Um, Get them out of here. <laughs> um, in 1607, English colonists arrived on the tribe's shores. Now, they had been sent by King James of England to try and establish a permanent English colony in the Americas, which they had been trying to do for a years, but four years, I'm sorry, but it seemingly never worked because they did not know fucking shit about the land that they were trying to settle. For example, (laughs) in the 1580s, the English tried to establish a colony called Roanoke, and at one point, a few people in the colony, I don't remember why they left, but they went back to England for a bit, I think to like sort out some stuff, and when they came back like three years later, everyone was fucking gone. Like, dead, or they just left? They, they were gone. The only thing that was left in the village oh, was... Oh, you're talking about the Croatoan? Yes, was the name of the local... Yeah. Was the name of the local tribe, the Croatoan, carved on the tree. And Wait, hold up, hold up. 
Isn't story? Isn't that a disease or something in an episode of Supernatural? Yeah, the Croatoan virus. I don't know. I've never seen Supernatural. I, tried to I knew that shit sounded familiar. I'm like, hitting wait. way too close to home right now. Right? <laughs> He's like, only oh, the clothes, quarantine. <laughs> right? Hippie cast was like the best thing about that episode. <laughs> oh my god. Now, um, actually, as I found out, it's generally taught in American schools that this colony, like, randomly vanished out of nowhere, and it's, like, this big, spooky, scary mystery. But in actuality, a lot yeah. of a lot of people believe the colonists just went to go live with the local tribe because, you know, they knew how to survive, and they weren't dying of various diseases. <laughs> so they just went to go hang out with the natives. Uh, and we should... Also, probably note that a couple decades later, when people were going to visit that same tribe, it was reported that a couple members of the tribe had blue eyes and blonde hair, but everyone, like, continues to pretend like, oop, it's a total mystery about what happened to Roanoke, ooh, so spooky. <laughs> spooky, scary, let the, their, let the people have their spooky mysteries. Um, I think every town has a spooky mystery or something, and if you don't... Well, then you're just Cookstown. <laughs> <laughs> um, basically, what I'm trying to say is that they had not successfully had a colony yet. So King James was like, all right, we're going to do this shit again. <laughs> and uh, one of the first people to sign up for this expedition was a dude named John Smith. Now, you've probably heard of him. Basic-ass name. Yes. I thought you were going to say John <laughs> Snow. I mean, I <laughs> Me too, and I've never even watched Game of Thrones. I watched season three, and that was because of Thomas Brody Sangster. I knew it. <laughs> now, you've probably heard of basic-ass John Smith in relation to Pocahontas. In fact, he's the person who built up her mythos and why she's so romanticized, you know, to this day. And I don't want to talk too long about him because obviously this is Pocahontas' story, and John is low-key hu- a human shitbag who lied his ass off for years about Pocahontas. And it's kind of important, but it's kind of important to know the context of John's life before he met Pocahontas. Isn't he a pedophile? Wasn't she like 13? We'll, we'll get to that. No. Sorry. Now, for starters, John was born most likely about 15 years before Pocahontas, which makes him about 25 years old when he arrives in the New World. He had spent most of his life up until that point traveling the world. He spent some time in the Netherlands fighting the Spanish. Uh, After that, he went to Hungary and spent some time as a mercenary, which is actually how he got the rank of Captain John Smith. And after that, he went back to England. You know, he was just chilling. And he found an opportunity to join a group of colonists, and he was like, yeah, dude, that sounds so fucking fun. Um... I like to think of John Smith as, like, a cool surfer dude who, like, hitchhikes and would backpack through Europe. You know, he just kind of gives off those vibes. Do you agree? <laughs> a little. Yeah. I guess. Yeah. Just... Boarding is life, surfer, bro. Surfer dude with sandy blonde waves. Yeah, yeah, exactly. You know that's my type. <laughs> right. <laughs> Anyway, uh, when they arrived near Pocahontas' tribe in 1607, they established their settlement of Jamestown, and John Smith and a few others were elected to the council of Jamestown. Now, John was a little bit different from the other council members. The other council members were, like, constantly fighting about, like, positions of power in Jamestown, while John Smith was more like, can we go, like, exploring and drawing maps and, like, learn how to survive and stuff? Like, why are you guys fucking fighting over stupid shit? Sorry, say that again, you cut out. (laughs) 
He's like, are there waves, dude? <laughs> yeah, exactly. Now, uh... He's telling everybody to make, like, the ocean and wave goodbye, because he's done with them. <laughs> <laughs> Now, uh, John actually began a series of river, river expeditions so that they could, like, map the surrounding area. And it was during one of these missions where he ran into some Powhatans. And one of them, who was apparently Pocahontas' brother, took John Smith prisoner. And this is how him and Pocahontas would have met. Now, if you're doing the math, Pocahontas was most likely between 10 or 12 in 1607. And this is according to John Smith. Um... And if you have only seen the Disney movie and you're expecting a love story, this is not what this shit is. John Smith may, or may not have, played up the romantic angle in his writings, and most of the stuff we have about their initial relationship is from his point of view. So I'm going to try my best to see through all the bullshit for you guys, because he was known to be a bit of an over-exaggerator. This man basically wrote a self-insert fan fiction about a random Native American girl, because he could. (laughs) Figures to be from the point of view of a white man. <sighs> the original fangirl? Yeah. <laughs> That's what I said. I said the original fanboy. Yeah. <laughs> but basically, he, he he was a little too obsessed with this he random 10-year-old. That's gross. Yeah. All right. Uh, <laughs> moving on. So the Powhatan's brand... J- Brung? Brang. Uh, John Smith to Pocahontas' dad. Now, there's some debate as to what happened from here, because John Smith, like, basically changed his story every time someone asked him about it. Um, yep. so, sorry, say that again? Yeah. <laughs> okay. Um, uh, when he was captured the first time, he described that him and Chief Powhatan had, like, a good long talk, and they even feasted together, um... I don't know how they would have done that since they didn't speak each other's language, but all right, John. Um, But on the second time when he actually visited, there's a story uh, from him that says he was about to be executed, which you can see in the Disney movie, you know. Um, I'm not quite sure how he ended up... Yeah, I'm not sure how he went from, like, being bros with them to getting almost executed, but that really fucking escalated quickly. Um, apparently Pocahontas' dad was about to smash John Smith's head in, and Pocahontas saved him by putting her head in between her father's club and his head. Like I said, no one's actually sure whether this happened or not. Some people think that John Smith was, like, confused about, like, what was happening since, like, you know, they didn't speak each other's language, and that it was actually some sort of, uh, like friendship tradition that like welcomed him into the tribe and it involved his like head being on a rock so sorry what was that i said that would be so fucking alarming yeah i think that's why a lot of people think that like he was like confused and that's why he thought he was being executed but like it was actually like a friendship thing sounds like a mistake i would make (laughs) (laughs) um almost fucking dies it's a friendship thing (laughs) Yeah, like him him thinking he was going to die is like low-key valid, but let's be real, John Smith was a dramatic motherfucker. Okay. (laughs) Um, After John Smith made friends uh, with the Powhatan people, the tribe's relations between them and Jamestown were actually relatively peaceful, which was cool. Uh, Pocahontas even got to visit Jamestown sometimes, and she would play with the local boys, doing her signature cartwheels with them. Um, 
Pocahontas's father also arranged like some trade between them and Jamestown to like help them out. Uh, they supplied the colonists with like food and other things that they couldn't get from themselves as like a sign of good faith. And they did sort of like a culture swap where uh, Jamestown sent this 13 year old boy named Thomas Savage to live with uh, Pocahontas's tribe, and they sent a boy of a similar age named uh, Namantak Namantak to Jamestown. And uh, the point of doing this was so that each culture would get a better understanding of one another, and the boys were meant to learn uh, their new home's language and customs, and one day they were hoping that these boys would be like used. the OG sort of foreign exchange student Dude, I was just program. about to say that. It was like an exchange thing. Yeah, an exchange things. situation. Yeah, that's exactly the point. And one day they were hoping the boys would be used as, like, cultural envoys to, like, you know, keep relations, you know, super peaceful. Now, uh, during this swap, Pocahontas was tasked with being, like, Thomas's, like, buddy, and, uh, she was there to help make his transition easier, because obviously it probably would have been a culture shock for Thomas. Um, yeah, um, I bet it must have been nice for her to have, like, this new friend, and apparently they were, like, very close as children, like, they played all the time, and, like, you can never, like, find... Pocahontas without her and Thomas hanging out. Now, did they get married? No. <laughs> we'll we'll we'll, yeah. we'll get to what happened to Thomas very soon. I'm now, like that. <laughs> I'm sorry. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> now, as much as this culture swap was a great idea, the peaceful relations between Jamestown and the Powhatan people didn't really last. Uh, because the Jamestown people were fairly dependent on the Powhatan tribe for food, and they had trouble growing their own crops, because, like I said, they didn't understand the land, and they started demanding more food from the Powhatan that the Powhatans just, you know, couldn't provide, because very fucking inconveniently, the Powhatan, sorry, the Virginia area was in the middle of the biggest drought they had had in, like, 700 fucking years, um... (laughs) And uh, tensions were, like, getting really high. So uh, John Smith and a group of settlers tried to, like, visit to, like, try and calm shit down so, like, war wouldn't start. And, you know, everyone thought that the visit was going really well until in the middle of the night, uh, Pocahontas came running to the English camp and warned them that there was a plot to kill them. And uh, John Smith thanked her for the information and even offered her, like, a gift to say thank you. But uh, she told him that she couldn't accept his gift, because if she was found with English presence, she might be considered a traitor. And after this, Pocahontas' camp moved, like, a lot farther from Jamestown, so it would be harder for the English to reach them. Oh, shit. I know, right? (laughs) Um, Not long after that whole debacle, uh, John Smith was actually injured in a gunpowder accident. I don't know what happened. Everything I read just says gunpowder gunpowder accident so i imagine this fucking dumbass blew himself up or something (laughs) snorted the gunpowder after (laughs) the original cocaine (laughs) um anyway sorry what was that doing lines of (laughs) gunpowder yes that's my every saturday (laughs) (laughs) um anyway just like in the disney movie johnson things (laughs) Anyway, uh, just like in the Disney movie, John Smith was taken back to England, and unfortunately, Pocahontas' tribe was told he was dead, like he didn't make it, but, you know, we'll get back to that, because that's actually an important... Oh, oh no, the white man is dead! Yes, uh, after... 
After this, Sorry, you know, <laughs> Sorry, oh you're my gonna god, there's my fucking lipstick. <laughs> hey, there we go, there it is. Julia, focus! <laughs> Um, after all of this, Pocahontas did not visit Jamestown again after this, unfortunately. Aww. Aww. Um, after John Smith left, it's believed that Pocahontas, uh, got married to a war, a warrior dude named Cocoam. Now, you may recognize him from the Disney movie as well, as the man Pocahontas' dad was trying to set her up with. Well, surprise, he was a real dude. And, um, according to records, she likely married him at about 1610, which makes her 15, which is a totally normal marriageable age for this time. So, it makes a lot of sense as to why she would get married. That's, like, the normal age for a lot of times. Yeah, exactly. That's especially in the Elizabeth Woodville era. They were, like, what, 15, 16? One of them was, like... 13 when he became king like mm-hmm. yeah now now it's fucked up it it is fucked up it is fucked up we would we would all be uh wives and mothers by now yeah i'd probably have like three kids at this point i would have jumped i would off be fucking the missing. highest tower <laughs> <laughs> yeah me and Lindsay, me and Lindsay together <laughs> just a suicide pact in the Elizabeth Woodville times, because fuck that. <laughs> now, uh, Coco you know, was... all of you, I'm marrying Lindsay. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, what was, like, the LGBTQ stuff back then? Because I feel, um, like, terrible. Terrible. Up it. Absolutely <laughs> terrible. All right, gr- girls, shush. <laughs> Try to tell a story here. No. <laughs> Kokowum was the brother of another tribe's uh, chief. I'm not sure how old he was exactly. There's no records on exactly how old he was, but I imagine he was not significantly older than her. Like, I doubt they married her to someone much uh, much more than 10 years older than her. And it's also believed that while they were married, uh, they had a child at some point. Uh, records are super spotty on this uh, on whether this actually happened. It's believed that their uh, son survived and was raised by uh, his father's tribe. So a lot of people in the Virginia area actually claim descent from Pocahontas's uh, son with Coquam. Um, also, side note, we're, we're getting back to Thomas Savage and what happened to him and Pocahontas's relationship. Oh. Now, uh, around the time Pocahontas uh, got married, um, her friend Thomas, who she had grown up with at this point, was sent back to Jamestown because her father believed it was time for her to enter adult life, so she had no need to be friends with Thomas while she was married, which is very, very sad. They were friends for years, and suddenly they just got, like, ripped apart, which is, aww. You can't have friends when you're married? I mean, yeah, sure, but I guess, like, at this point, they realize relationships with Jamestown suck. I don't think we're getting that back. You don't need to be friends with this other man, you know. He didn't do anything. Yeah, I know. He didn't. (laughs) Now, uh, by the year 1613, the first Anglo-Powhatan War was in full swing, and hostilities were, like, peak. Now, there was this guy from Jamestown named Samuel Argyle who was out looking for food one day because, you know, the colonists were basically fucking starving and dying of diseases. And uh, while he was out, he heard that Pocahontas was in the area where he was, like, foraging, and he had this great fucking idea to kidnap her in exchange for some Englishmen that he knew the Powhatans were keeping prisoner! (laughs) Oh, wow. Okay. (laughs) Um, 
honest to kidnap someone. Like, I can't relate to that. Samuel Argyll. Um, Now, his plan was to force the tribe that was hosting her to trick her onto a ship uh, so that he could kidnap her. And believe it or not, it fucking worked. Um, They took her prisoner uh, at Jamestown. And I also believe that when she was taken prisoner, her husband, Kokowum, like, tried to save her, but he ended up being killed. Um, just as context, so you wonder why he never did anything about his wife getting kidnapped. Um, oh, yeah. So, Pocahontas just was held he in... He just didn't care. He just fucked off. <laughs> that would have been even sadder. Now, right, uh, that would be my first thought he just he's like bye you were kidnapped i don't have time for this i don't have the fucking energy for this now uh pocahontas was held in captivity captivity for months we're not exactly sure about how she was treated but we of course you know have stories from people who wrote about it it's thought that she got really really like severely depressed and that you know that would make sense if she was ripped away from her husband and her possible son you know i'd be a little fucking depressed too not gonna lie um, she also lost her friend, so it's understandable. Yeah, exactly. Um, in fact, Pocahontas was so depressed that the people who captured her were, like, worried she was going to kill herself, which was a problem for them because they were using her as ransom. So, oh. uh, they they called up. They didn't have phones back then, but they called up um, Pocahontas' old, older sister. Uh, I'm going to call her Mada because... I tried to pronounce this earlier, and I just I just feel bad that I can't pronounce it. We're going to call her Mada. So they called Mada uh, to come and visit Pocahontas to help lift her spirits, which was actually a very comforting visit, and it must have been really awful for her to be away from her family and, like, used as a fucking bargaining chip. <laughs> yeah, and um, that would fucking suck. It ab- I got small dick energy for kidnapping somebody. It, it absolutely would. Welcome to the podcast where I know nothing about history. <laughs> now, um, while Pocahontas uh, was in captivity, she would have met a man named John Rolfe. Now, if you watched the straight-to-DVD garbage fire that was Pocahontas 2, you know him. And yes, he was a real person, too. No, I did not existed. You, you haven't seen it? It's, it's on Disney Plus if you guys want to watch it. It's a straight-to-DVD garbage fire. <laughs> I'll pass. I don't like garbage fire. Listen. We're listening. We're listening. Left. <laughs> Is she gone? Yeah. Oh. She'll be back. It, it's okay. We'll continue on without Julia. It's fine. <laughs> now, John Rolfe was actually a pretty interesting dude, and I don't mean that in as I admire him because he was a little racist and he annoys the shit out of me. But you know, we'll we'll get there. Now, uh, John Rolfe had actually come to the New World with his wife Sarah and their daughter named Bermuda. Yes, his daughter was named Bermuda. Um, as in the triangle? Yes, as in the Bermuda Triangle. Um, it's scary, man. Unfortunately, his wife and daughter died in a shipwreck, uh, and the, he ended up going to Virginia to establish a farm, uh, actually not far from Jamestown, and he's actually famous for being one of the first colonists to be able to grow tobacco successfully, which made him super-duper wealthy. Now, I bet you're wondering... Did Pocahontas and John Rolfe fall in love or something romantic like that? I thought you were going to say, did they fuck? And I'm like, I wasn't wondering about that. (laughs) 
Well, uh, if you're hoping for romance, uh, that would be a no. Because, you see, the colonists keeping her prisoner were not getting what they wanted from Pocahontas' dad, so they changed their game plan, and they wanted to use her as an example as to what they could do to all Native Americans, which was Christianize and civilize them, and I mean civilize in very large fucking air quotes. Um, Did they do that in the residential schools where they civilized? Yeah, that was the point of residential schools, yes. And I mean by turning them into white people? We're not great. No, we... Like, what is with all the white people wanting more people to be white people? Like, fuck off, bro, we colonized an entire country, we killed thousands of indigenous people. We actually low-key suck. We do. So... No, low-key, high-key. High-key, yes. Uh, so, in an attempt to Christianize Pocahontas, they got a minister to start instructing Pocahontas in the Christian faith, and, uh, John Rolfe started to, like, make advances toward marriage, but, you know, he wasn't actually happy about it. You know how we know this? Did he have a temper tantrum like Trump is now that he lost the presidency? Uh, a little bit. Uh, so John Rolfe sent this letter to the governor of Jamestown asking for permission to marry her instead of like, I don't know, asking her or her dad or something. Um, and he said, well, not really. And I quote, basically what he said is that he was having a moral dilemma about marrying a heathen, but he thought it was his duty to save her soul. Oh, shit. Yes. Now, this man surely belongs to the streets, but <laughs> because he was a pretentious... Somebody come get him. He's acting like a victim. <laughs> oh, <laughs> Julie, are you back? I had to unlock the chat. <laughs> you did? Is she... I... Julia, have you returned? My phone died. <laughs> it's How a... does that make sense? It's okay. My, my phone dies. That's what happened. Let, 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 let me catch you up for a second. So, um, Pocahontas has met this dude named John Rolfe. Their uh, romance is not very romantic. He actually doesn't want to marry her, but he thinks it's his duty to save her soul because, you know, she doesn't follow Christianity, so therefore she's a bad person, I guess. Um, so basically, overall, he's a douchebag. Yeah. Um, Nothing's because I love you, like... So, sorry, were you going to say something? Ah. I was having a lot of trouble with that, but all right, we're good. Okay. Um, so, not long after um, Pocahontas started her lessons in Christianity, in 1614, she publicly announced that she was converting to Christianity, and she was baptized as, wait for this really white name, Rebecca. Oh, no. Oh. Are you kidding me? <laughs> Why not have a cool name, like, Becky? Yes. Um, And after she was baptized, she married John Rolfe at the Town Hall of Jamestown in April of that year, which actually, in good news, ended the war between the colonists and the Powhatans, which, you know, is all good and great, but I can't imagine how fucking miserable she must have been. Um, Side note about her name... This is Becky. You just joined the church. (laughs) So sorry, what was that? Say that again. That this is Becky. She just joined the church. <laughs> yep. Now, poor uh, Becky. 
Poor Becky. <laughs> um, side note about her name change. Out of all the bland-ass fucking white names, why did they choose Rebecca? No offense to any Rebecca's who might be listening, but I'm right? sure... No offense to my cousin, but, like... <laughs> Um, anyway, we have no idea if her, like, sudden conversion was, like, voluntary or not. Personally, in my personal opinion, I do not think that she converted voluntary. I think she was a terrified child. Remember, she was, like, in her late teens at this point. She was gonna listen to whatever the adults told her to do, because, to be honest, wouldn't you if you were in this situation? Honestly, I would either way, because I wouldn't want to fucking die by these people. Yeah, that's, that's fair. I was about to say, I'd probably do everything opposite, but... I'm afraid of late. I would rather just listen to them than be, like, fucking executed or something. I hate being told what to do, but I also don't want to die. <laughs> it's difficult having a problem with authority, but not wanting to die. Right? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> That's... Okay. <laughs> it's hard to be... Shots to fired. Shots fired and not by the police this time. Oh, no. Um, at some point during her marriage, a Pocahontas ended up giving birth to a son named Thomas Rolfe, probably in about January 1615. Um, now, despite him being named Thomas Rolfe, there is a theory out there that he is not even John Rolfe's son. <gasps> the tea is scorching hot. I know. Now, do you name Thomas after her friend? I'm not sure, but it seems likely that maybe that was the case, because I couldn't find if John Rolfe's dad was named Thomas. It would make sense if his dad was named Thomas, and that's why he was named Thomas. But he totally might have been named about after Thomas Savage. We don't know. Now, uh, getting back into the scandal. Uh, during her captivity, there's a possibility, a very high possibility, that Pocahontas got raped, and John Rolfe claimed the kid in order to protect her dignity, which makes sense when you consider that John Rolfe didn't record the birth date of his son, which is a little weird because I read that he did record the birthday of his first daughter, Bermuda, and his second daughter, Elizabeth. Uh, but, you know, I could be very wrong. Um, maybe he just didn't feel the need to write down his son's birthday. So what, what do you guys think? Do you think uh, Thomas Rolfe is John Rolfe's son? Listen, I automatically assume that the most dramatic theory is true. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it's kind of sketchy. It is. Because usually sons are, like, so high up on a hierarchy that I yeah. find it weird that he would write about his daughters and then his son would be left alone. Like, that doesn't make any sense, especially since men are seen as higher up and more powerful. Yeah, so, like, and also, like, her being a woman, a Native American woman, captured, surrounded by all men, it's, like, almost basically impossible that no one sexually assaulted her, like, right? It totally sucks, but it is so true. Like, even nowadays, like, that is bound to happen eventually, and it sucks, and I hate it. But especially back then, when there was, like, no real laws or anything against it, and nobody's gonna, like, speak up about it, it's probably the case that she was raped and that he is not his son. So he probably didn't care as much, but Mm -hmm. he wanted to act like he did because, hey, I have a boy. Mm -hmm. Don't want to be that person. Yeah. 
Okay, so after her son Thomas was born, the Virginia Company, who were actually the people who got the contract to set up Jamestown, uh, came up with this idea to show off Pocahontas and her new mixed-blood son off to the English people. So, um, in 1616, the Pocahontas and John Rolfe set off to England, and they arrived at Plymouth, England in June of that year. Now, this must have been crazy for her, considering the huge cultural difference. It really actually, like, infuriates me that we don't know what she thought of London, because I really want to know, like, what her first impressions of the city were. Uh, it, she, was, she would probably say, ew, gross, because London was gross in 1616. <laughs> Did she have a, what is it called, a, a culture shock? Is that, like, the same thing that the other guy had? Yeah, she probably would have had a culture like, shock. Culture shock. Cause like, can you get that, like, where, like, even if I just, like, moved to America, would I have that? Or would I have oh, to go somewhere? Oh, for sure. Like, America? Yeah. <laughs> well, because they do a lot of the same stuff we do. I just didn't know if you had to, like, go to, like, an actual, like, foreign country or something. I think, I think everywhere... You'd have some element of culture shock because everywhere is different. Yeah, exactly. Well, my cousin just moved to BC and it's totally different there than it is here. Yeah, absolutely. So absolutely. Same with same with me. <laughs> now, um, this part of her life makes me super duper sad because they basically pulled this poor girl around. Uh, London, like, she was a fucking sideshow, while they were like, hey, everyone, look at this Indian we civilized, isn't she so cool, and guess what, she has a mixed baby who's gonna grow up civilized as well, and he's gonna marry a white woman so that we can breed out the, the Indian in him, isn't this so cool? Also, uh, side note, Pocahontas also found out on this trip that, surprise, da -da -da -da, John Smith was alive. <laughs> well, <laughs> Waterfall now. <laughs> uh, she she did get to see him, and apparently she was super pissed that he hadn't reached out to her in years, which should be granted is a fucking fair reaction. Wouldn't you feel <laughs> really angry? Oh, I would, be, I would be pissed. I'd be like, yo, what the fuck, dude? You're supposed to be dead, and now you're not dead, and I haven't heard from you. Now They're basically treating Pocahontas and her kid like a fucking trophy. Yeah, exactly. That's That was exactly the point of this whole tour to show her off. Now, as they continued to show her off in London, she was presented to the King and Queen of England, uh, who at the time was King James I and VI of uh, England and Scotland, and his wife, Anne of Denmark. Now, this must have been a pretty interesting party for her to attend once again. I wish I knew what she thought of the King and Queen and the clothing she was seeing and the food and the people and stuff like that. And yeah, it just must have been crazy for her. Um, I did read an account by a few people who did, like, see her at this party that she, like, looked annoyed and uncomfortable and, like, a fucking duh, you stripped away her culture and now you're showing off, like, a fucking sideshow. I can't imagine how uncomfortable, uh, clothing from this period must have been on her. Like, she had to wear stays oh, yeah. and just, oh, ugh. Um. Was this the time of, like, corsets, or was that, like, a different style? Um, stays are different than corsets. We had stays, like, up until, like, nearly to the 1800s. Corsets became more of, like, a really, really uncomfortable thing in, like, the mid-1800s when they started doing tight lacing. Like, corsets are relatively comfortable as long as you don't tight lace them and as long as they're made for you. 
So basically, don't yeah, do this. Yeah, you're supposed to like, tie them in the middle. Mm-hmm. So it's like balanced, not not you know, tight like a fucking fuck your laundress. <laughs> yeah. You can't. Re- so, sorry, you're gonna have to say it again. You cut out. <laughs> oh, I said that you're supposed to like tie it in the middle. So it's balanced, not tie it like a fucking converse. Yeah, exactly. So I could, I couldn't, I can't imagine how uncomfortable she must have been. Now, um, in March of uh, 1617, after being in England for like nearly like nine months, Pocahontas, her her son Thomas, and John Rolfe boarded a ship in London so that they could return to Virginia, but they didn't end up getting very far. For some reason, Pocahontas and Thomas got very very sick, and they had to be taken ashore. So that they could, like, get medicine. Um, but, unfortunately, Pocahontas ended up dying in England at about 21 or 22, based on what birthday you believe. That's the youngest I've ever heard so far that somebody died in an era like this. Mm-hmm. And was it, like, a disease? So, sorry, what? I said, was it a disease, or was she... We are not quite sure what killed her. Some, obviously, you know, some people are like, oh, it was poison. But uh, some people are like, maybe she just caught something. Like, think about it. London was, like, so fucking dirty back then, and she's used to the air in Virginia. Like, her breathing that in might have killed her. Like, totally. True. No offense to London, but it was pretty nasty. Yes. Now, after her death, John Rolfe went back to Virginia, and guess what John Rolfe did with his two-year-old possible son? Did he drown him or some shit? No. Uh, <laughs> that might have been nicer. Uh, he sent uh, he sent Thomas to be cared for by some relatives and just, like, left him in, in England and, like, never tried to contact him again. Oh, wow. Uh, and he, See, that's where it gets sketchy, because if that was his actual son, why would he do that? Yeah, exactly. So, uh, John Rolfe did actually end up getting married again, and he had that other daughter, Elizabeth. Um, but I'm not really quite sure what happened to him after that. As for Pocahontas' son, Thomas, uh, he was raised in England by his uncle, and uh, he eventually got to leave his uncle's care when he was 21, same age his mother died at. Um, by the time his uh, dumb dad had already died, um, his half-sister Elizabeth received a lot of land from their father. Um, I, I believe Thomas got, like, some stuff in the will, but, like, it wasn't really that much. Um, there were a lot of rumors that he was going to get, like, some Powhatan land because, you know, after all, his grandfather was chief. I'm not quite sure if he was still alive at this point or anything, but that never ended up happening. He never got any land. Uh, he eventually moved to Virginia, where his mother was from. Uh, he married an English woman, uh, and one of the kind of things he tried to do his whole life was foster peace between colonists and natives, because he was half and half. Uh, but it didn't really work out. Um, no, sadly. Now, uh, while he was married, he had one daughter named Jane, and because of her, Pocahontas has uh, many confirmed descendants in Virginia, which I think is very, very cool. Um, Thomas would unfortunately die himself in about uh, 1658 in his home of Virginia. All right. Let's get into her legacy. Now, we know Pocahontas is an exceptionally popular piece of American folklore. She is ridiculously romanticized. 
when in fact her story is like super duper tragic. She was a lovely, sweet, bright girl who was stolen from her tribe and then treated like a freak show and used as a prop for the English to justify them stripping natives of their culture. Uh, what do you guys think about it? You can't justify that shit. That's so stupid. Like, just leave them alone. They're minding their own business. Which is what white people need to learn how to do. Period. (laughs) Period, Lindsay. That's the tea. Um... You know, I truly admire Pocahontas for her resilience, and I wish she would get proper representation in history. You know, she's not this romantic Indian princess who, you know, worshipped white culture and Christianity. She was a real person. She was stolen from her people, and, you know, she deserves the utmost respect and dignity. You know, a lot of people, like, a lot of Native American people, like, hate, hearing about Pocahontas because they're so sick of the whitewashed version of her story. What do you guys think about that? Honestly, that's probably why the movie sucks because it was whitewashed so goddamn much. Yeah, absolutely. Sorry, Julia, I couldn't hear you. Do you want to say your thing? (laughs) Sorry. I said that's fair. That's completely valid. All right, well... Like... Just give them their own movie where there's not, like, a whole bunch of fucking white people in it. Exactly. No. Or just have them presented more, because I was watching Free Willy the other day, and they had one indigenous person in it. I'm like, come on, just give them the spotlight. Yeah, hashtag more indigenous representation, please. <laughs> come on, Biden, make it happen. Come on, Trudeau, make it happen. Yeah. Um, I want to thank you guys so much for joining me on this episode. Did you guys have fun? Yeah. Yeah, buddy, we all agreed that it's always a fun garbage time. fire. Yes. <laughs> Alright, guys. Uh bye. Say bye guys. <laughs> hey guys, thanks for listening. If you have any suggestions for topics, you can just DM me on Twitter at Long May She Rain 2. The N at the end of Rain is replaced with a two instead instead. I'm also available on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Google Podcasts, Anchor, and like a whole bunch of other stuff. Uh, Don't forget to rate and review this podcast on all those platforms. It really actually does help the show so much and it will help me grow my audience. So I would absolutely appreciate it if you guys could do that. All right. uh, Bye.